All right, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to our broadcast this wonderful evening on our Bible study night. And hope and pray everybody's doing well out there and having a, a good day. Amen. And if not, today could be your day to change your life again for the better. Every day, every day, when we look to God, again, he can make things better. We'd like to welcome each one to our broadcast. And again, first-time visitors, welcome, welcome, welcome to our church broadcast. What's this broadcast all about? We bring forth the Word of God. We bring forth the Word of God. And uh, we're part of the Church New Testament Christian Church of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, location is 334 Astro Street. We'd love for you to come join us sometime there on, on 334 Astro Street in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, again, we look forward to seeing you and meeting you. Uh, schedules there on the website is there on Facebook and YouTube. So again, we like to welcome you as well to our broadcast this wonderful night. Uh, we've been covering uh, this has been the season we call it uh, our Christmas season, and, and this is a time of year where we've been we started a Bible study last week about the reason for the season, the reason for the season, and the whole purpose of it all. Uh, and so we want to go to part two this evening. And uh, what, what's the purpose of it all? And what's the reason? Is it Santa Claus? No, it's not Santa Claus. He's not real. Uh, the rain is. No, it's not Rudolph and Frosty. Those things have their place. But you know what? It's about the Savior of the world, the Savior of the world. And so uh, we're thankful tonight for Almighty God and, again, allowing uh, him to come and give his life for us, for us, for all of mankind. And we'll share some of that here in a minute. But again, we want to cover the reasons for the season. So in all of your shopping and all of your doing and all of your presence getting and all of your uh, things running to and for and travel, remember Christ Jesus. Remember Christ Jesus, the main reason, the only reason for the season tonight. And so, again, we are looking forward to that. And speaking of that, but, uh, this year, Christmas falls on a Sunday. Christmas falls on a Sunday uh, whenever you get this broadcast. If the Lord tarries, again, it, uh, it may be a little bit different, but this Sunday, this year, uh, the, the service will be on the Sunday. So come out and be with us, 11 o'clock, 334 Astro Street, uh, there in Brooklyn, New York, on the border of Brooklyn and Queens. Amen. And we, we encourage you to also support the work of the Lord. If you want to give a gift, give a gift, give a gift to God. How do I do that? Through your tithe, through your offerings. But give a special offering, amen, unto the Lord and watch him bless you in a mighty way. So set aside a little bit for God as well. You spend thousands, people spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on things. But again, uh, and the church sits there with just uh, getting very little coming in. So support the work of the Lord. Say, you know, I'm going to give a gift to God this year and, and do that. Uh, support the work of the Lord as well. But, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, the reason for the season we covered last week about the purpose of Jesus. I really gave you kind of a background story. Uh, of his mother being a virgin and uh, she was a spouse to Joseph. Again, uh, who was she was engaged to get married to when the Holy Ghost came and spoke to her <coughs> about having a son. Excuse me. And the son, no doubt, would come into the world. And we'll cover that here in a minute. But I want to recap real quick. Isaiah 7, 14. We can use that as our as our, our main uh, it's a prophecy in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 7, 14 is a, is a prophecy about about, uh, uh, again, the Lord coming prophecy about the Lord coming. And, and so. Uh, it's a, for me, you, you may see it on Christmas cards in various places. And really, this is one of the reasons Isaiah 7, 14 reads this way. It says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. He shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Let's read it again. Let me know where you get it up there. 7, 14. The Bible says, therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. And behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. 
shall call his name Emmanuel. And so as you see that, as you see that, uh, uh, we look at it, how the, the Lord had not prophesied through Isaiah the prophet there in the Old Testament, hundreds of years early, about the coming Messiah, the one that they yearned for, the one that they desired for. And that's what it says, born of a virgin, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. And let's go, let's go to Matthew 1, 21. Matthew 1, 21 and 22. Matthew 1, 21 and 22. We'll look at it as well. Uh, again, this is, a, this is the fulfillment of it. We shared last week, the fulfillment of it. Matthew 1, 21 and 22. The Bible says, And she shall bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus. The Bible says, For he shall save his people from their sins. And so we're going to go into that night as well. Reason for the season. He shall save his people from their sins. The Bible also says, uh, uh, he says, now all this was done. All this was done. Verse 22, he said that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord, by the prophets of the Lord, by the prophets. Uh, 23, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and shall call his name. What? Emmanuel. That is again, Emmanuel. Verse 23. And so this, again, it was fulfilling of the prophecy. When you read Old, Old New Testament sometimes, you'll see the writer would very veer back to the Old Testament prophecy, letting you know that it was fulfilled. When God's word goes forth, it will come to pass. As we shared before, he had promised that he was going to come. Way back in Genesis, he said he, uh, the, God had promised that uh, the son would come and crush the enemy's head, 315. Go back and read that. And so naturally it came to pass and throughout the prophets, they spoke about a better day. They spoke about a brighter day when the Lord would come and he even speaks about, again, not only his coming through the birth to save mankind, but it also speaks about uh, there in the prophecies that he will come again. He will come again in the clouds and then eventually uh, come and set up his kingdom here on earth. So do not, do not be caught sleeping. Do not disregard when the word of God goes forth. When God says something in his word, it is true. The word of God is true. The Bible is true. Forget what man says. All the people who come up with things not to agree with the Bible, not to believe the Bible, throw that out the trash. Most of, them, most of those people who talk like that, their lives are all messed up anyway. Believe the word of God. Believe the word of God. The Bible says God is true. Let every man be a liar. He said God's word will be true. You can take the book. There are 66 books that God is given us and no doubt that we we can live by it's good enough to live by amen it's good enough to die by as well and search his days take it and so the bible says in verse 23 uh he said his name shall be called emmanuel being interpreted being interpreted one of the reasons for the season the reasons for the season god with us he wanted to be with us god wanted to be with us mankind he had lost that in the garden with adam he lost it. He lost his relationship with man. There was a separation because of sin. He had to leave. He could not uh, dwell again. And that sin cannot dwell in the midst of God. And so now for years and years and years, thousand years later, he was sent forth his son, Jesus, into the world to, so we can dwell with us and be with us. Let's look, look at that in verse John. First, excuse me, John 1. John chapter 1, 1 through 14. John 1, 1 through 14. The Gospel of John. The Bible says, "In the beginning was the Word," and we we we've shared this many times with you. Uh, again, uh, if you study the words, you see the capital. You never see capital most times. It's referring to God Himself, uh, God, capital W. When you see Spirit capitalized, it's referring to God, the Trinity of God. And not, not when you see a small S or a small G, that means a false God, or not the Holy Spirit. 
when it's a capital, uh, when it's not capitalized. So the Bible says the word, the word, and the word was with God, capital G, and the word was God. That's a, that's a big statement in itself. So again, let's read it again. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word, what was God? It was God. That word in the beginning, it was God. Number two, he went on says the same was in the beginning with God and all things were made, made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Number four, he says, and in him was life in him, the word, this thing that was in the beginning, that was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in darkness and darkness comprehended it not. Sad to say. It can't mix. It can receive it. Darkness doesn't like light and vice versa. Comprehending not, the Bible says, and there was a man sent from God whose name was John. We talked about this man last week, but we talked about his mother last week, Elizabeth. And he's referring to John the Baptist, his mother, cousin of Jesus. Uh, we share with you about the two women meeting together, Mary and Elizabeth, when they both were pregnant. The Bible says John leaped in his mother's womb. He leaped in his mother's womb. While these women were pregnant, the presence of the word, the presence of Christ, even as an embryo, brand new embryo in his presence, this embryo John leaped in his mother's womb. There's life inside the womb. We shared with you last week. Regardless of what these devilish politicians say, that's a whole other service there. All right. Number seven, the Bible says, and the same came from, from full witness to bear witness of the light and all men through him might believe. He bear witness. He, in other words, he was the forerunner. As you go back and read it, he was the forerunner. He was the introduction, the introductory speaker to introduce Christ in his ministry when he began it at the age of 30. Let's read number eight. The Bible says that he was not the light. Talking about John, he was not the light, capital L. But he was sent to bear witness of the light, capital L. There it is again. Number nine, he says, and that was true light, uh, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So when man allows Jesus in, you are enlightened. Your eyes are open. You can see clearly. Good and evil, you can see right now. You can see what the devil tried to do to you and I. It shows light into our path. He, he keeps us from falling and stumbling and messing up our lives. That's what Jesus came to do. One of the reasons for the season, because he came to bring light to the world. Saying the song, joy to the world. Or, 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 or the light of the, the world has come. Right? And so these songs about the light, the light, the light. Walk in the light of Almighty God. Number 10, he says, he was the, in the world and the world was made by him. Talking about this word. The Bible says, and the world knew him not, sadly. The world knew him not. People rejected him. He was despised and rejected as the same prophet Isaiah told us prior to this. Number number 11, he says, he came into his own and his own received him not. They rejected him. Say, he's not the Christ. Crucify him. The Bible went on and says, but as many as received him, but those that did receive him, he says to them, he gave power to uh, become sons of God, uh, even to them that believe on his name. So the reason for the season was for us to receive him. One of the reasons for the season is for him to come in and us to receive him. Do you receive him tonight? Make that your prayer. I want to receive Christ Jesus in my life. And he will give you power to resist sin, power to say no, power to stand tall for Christ, power to be a witness, power to overcome the things that, and challenges. And when they do come, you can still overcome because God gives you power. 
and even over the devil himself. The Bible says he gave them power and they could become sons of God. The Bible says even to them that believe on his name, whose name? Jesus. The Bible says in 13, which were born not of blood. This is not a, this is not a lineage thing. And so it's been in the news here lately about people getting caught up. Oh, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew. I'm a black Jew. I'm this, I'm that. It wasn't about the, the bloodline. Thank God for that. Amen. Not everybody's born a Jew. He says, not because of his bloodline. He said, nor of the will of the flesh, but the will of man, but of God. This was all made manifest. And so we see here today, it was not because of who we were or where we came from. It's because God's will is not that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Number 14, he went on and says, the word was made flesh. And so back to that opening statement by John in verse 1, he said, the word was made flesh in verse 14. The word, capital W, was made flesh. And so who is that? He dwelt among us. He dwelt among us. The word dwelt among us is what the writer John says here. So the son of God was now in the earth. And the Bible says it, and we beheld his glory and the glory uh, of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. He's the only begotten of the father. The only one, no doubt, that was begotten of him. And so he came, no doubt, to bring forth salvation, to give us power. One of the reasons for the season was for man to get empowered by the power of God's word and his spirit. Amen. One of the reasons for another reason for the season is salvation. It's all to entwine here about salvation. I'll bring the point, our next point about salvation. Let's go to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. The gospel of John chapter 3, verse 12. Uh, and so many times we look at this. Oh, I don't believe in the virgin birth. Oh, I don't believe that Jesus died. I don't believe in this God thing. And Jesus was dealing with a situation here where naturally uh, he was trying to explain this, to this man, Nicodemus, spiritual things. <laughs> he couldn't quite wrap his mind around it. Again, today you have to be willing to receive by faith the word of God. By faith, you're trying to figure it out in the natural, it'll never happen. That's why God spoke to Joseph in a dream. <laughs> and he spoke to Mary in the dream and various things. Why? Because in the natural, they probably wouldn't have received it. We don't know. But you know what? In life, you got to by faith believe it. Because if you try to do it in, in the flesh, Joseph could have easily been in his flesh. And said, no way, she's been messing around with another man. I'm not going to believe about the Holy Ghost filling her and impregnating her. No way. <laughs> but see, he walked by faith. He, he, was a, he had to believe what God said. And so let's read verse 12 in John 3, 12. The Bible says, I've told you earthly things and you believe not. So Jesus needs to say, I, I can tell you, tell you some earthly things and people still won't believe that. You can tell people just common knowledge stuff. They still won't believe. And how do you expect them to believe spiritual things? The Bible says that how should you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Number 13, he says, no man hath ascended up to heaven. He says, but he that cometh down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. So he was letting him know I've come down from heaven. Number 14, he says, as Moses was lifted up, the serpent in the wilderness, even so the son of man must, uh, son of man be lifted up. 15, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And so he says, if you believe on the Son of Man, meaning himself, Jesus Christ, you'll have eternal life. Some can't even wrap their mind around that. Living beyond what we see right now. It's some For some, this is all they have. This is all they see, because this is all they know. We got to live by faith. I look forward to a better place. Looking forward to a better, 
better city, a better better place called heaven by faith. You know what? We say many times I've heard it. It's not I'm not originally with it, but you know what? People who don't believe say, "Ah, oh, it's a phony, it's a fairy tale." All these different things. I say, "Fine, whatever." But if you if you if, if it's real, and you're wrong, you've lost it all. You find yourself in eternity lost in hell. But if I'm wrong, heaven's not real. God's not real. I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose anything. What a couple of drinks, drugs, alcohol running the world, whatever, the pleasures of this life. But if I'm right, I've gained it all. For the believer tonight, it is right by faith. Don't never let the devil tell you it's not real. It's real, my friend. And for the lost, they're going to lose. The Bible says, once you gain a whole and lose your soul. And so Jesus said, I've come to give you eternal life. Believe it. The word of God has been true thus far. The word of God is coming to pass right before our eyes now, even as we're in these end times now. It will come to pass, brothers and sisters. He said eternal life is real. It is real. Let's go to verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God wants you to have everlasting life. The reason for the season is Jesus wants us to spend eternity with our Heavenly Father. Number 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the, that the world through him might be saved. He didn't come the first time to condemn it. The world is condemned already. The Bible says in verse 18, he says, he that believeth on, believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son. That's where condemnation comes from. Condemnation comes when you reject Christ, reject the son of God. Say, I don't believe that. That's when condemnation comes. That's when you cross the line with God. The Bible says 19, this is the condemnation that light came into the world. Verse 19, this is the problem. Light came into the world. God sent his only begotten son. He died on the cross for us. He rose again. He's sitting on the right hand of the Father as we speak right now. He said, this is the kind of nation that light shined and came into the world, uh, into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. That's the problem. Men love sin. Ah, church thing. Ah, it's just to control the masses. Nah, it's to keep us out of trouble. <laughs> it's to keep us from messing our lives up, messing up your household, messing up your marriage, messing up your family, your kids all messed up. Everything's messed up. The Bible says here today, that's the kind of nation. Because we reject Christ. Get Christ. This season, in this season, this season, you know what you say? I'm going to get Christ in my life. I'm going to receive him. I'm going to get saved. We're going to start coming to church. We're going to start believing. We're going to start living for God. He said, but men would rather love darkness. Rather light. The church should be full this Christmas. And we don't want to just be full on Christmas. We, we, our prayers the church is full all the time. I saw a news article the other day. It was actually a news video. They said church attendance is way down to 30. He says by year 20, 30 or so, uh, there will only be 33% Christians left in the, in the earth, in the, in the United States. 33% true believer. Sad. Decline. Declination. Declining. And that's really just the Bible prophecy coming to pass as well. But anyway, they would rather love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They'd rather have sin. But give me Jesus. Like my friend today, sin does not pay. Sin is only temporary. Sin will not satisfy the soul. The devil will continue to have us constantly looking and looking and looking for a greater, greater thing that we'll never, ever be able to fulfill deeply on the inside. Number 20, he says, for everyone that, that, that doeth evil hateth the light. He says, neither cometh to light, 
least his deeds should be reproved. And when we come to Jesus Christ, we have to make a change. That's what it says. We have to reprove what we used to do. We have to reprove our past. We have to reprove our sins and failures. We have to reprove that stuff. When we come to Christ, we can't stay in it. It's either one or the other, light or darkness. The Bible says in 21, it says, but he that doeth truth come into the light. So God help us walk in truth. So Jesus came to the earth to help us, to show us the way that we could walk in truth. The Bible says, and that his deeds may be made manifest, that uh, they are wrought in God. Jesus came also to live. So we'll finish that piece. Jesus wants to live in us as well. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. Jesus came. One of the reasons for the season as well, Jesus came to, to live with us or to, to live in us, to live in us. 1 John 4, 9 through 10. The Bible says, we, we shared this a few weeks ago in the message. The Bible says, in, in this was manifest the love of God toward us. God's love. The reason for the season is the reflection and to remember and to experience God's love. First uh, uh, John 4, 9 and 10. Uh, so really this season is for us to experience the love of God. This is what it says. And this was manifested the love of God toward us because uh, the God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. We can have a life through him. Jesus came that we can live again. We were walk as we shared Sunday morning. He said we were walking dead men, walking zombies, <laughs> lost without God. If you're not saved tonight, you're a lost, you're a walking zombie. Don't even know it. Sadly, they didn't even with blind eyes. Sadly to say that, but the Bible says we have life through Jesus. Jesus came to breathe life back into us, breathe back into Adam's nostrils again. His Holy Spirit came to live in us again. The Bible says in verse ten, hearing His love, not that we love God. He says, but that he loved us. This season is about the love of God being outpoured from heaven. He says and sent his son to be propitiation for our sins. <clears throat> this season is to let us know that the Savior came for us. The greatest gift. Back to what we're talking about shopping and all these other things. All these gifts that have been exchanged. The greatest gift of all is the gift of salvation. The gift. The greatest gift of all. Jesus Christ. Let's go to uh, Luke 19, Luke 19, uh, 1 through 11, Luke 19, 1 through 11. He wants to also, not only, he wants to live in our, in our lives as well, not only in you, but in your house, in your house, meaning your, the Bible talks about our bodies are our temple. So let him live in us, but also he wants to dwell in your home as well. There's a man named uh, Zacchaeus. The story goes, uh, give me a few minutes and we're going to grow through it. But Jesus he came throughout the city, no doubt, and did miracles, showing his love, showing the love of the Father, showing and doing great things in life. And so this man, Nicodemus, had heard about him. This is what it says. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Excuse me. He says, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. And the Bible says, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. You know, God doesn't care. What your status may be. His love is for everybody. The Bible says that he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and cannot for the press, uh, because he was a little of little stature. 
Hold on, give me a second. <coughs> Didn't want to call for the mic. Then he was a short man. And this great proud crowd. We were talking about uh, the other day. Go back and listen to the video. Uh, we preached about thronging Jesus, thronging Jesus, like uh, gathering around Jesus. And uh, the crowds, he had rock, crowd, rock star type crowds where he could barely probably move many times through the crowd. Well, this was a particular time. This little short man, he wanted to see Jesus himself. He wanted to see, he wanted to see. And so the Bible says here that he was short in stature, but he wanted to see. The Bible says that he ran before and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. So Zacchaeus ran before the crowd, got in front as, as like a parade processional passing through. So he climbed up into the sycamore tree. The Bible says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste. In other words, hurry up, come down for uh, today. I must abide at the house. <clears throat> Real quickly, I thought about this earlier. Sycamore tree, I saw a news article about down at that 9-11 site, uh, down at the World Trade Center. Uh, they just opened up a, a church down there that had been closed for 20-some years due to the damages, and it just reopened. Um, <clears throat> but I remember down there, there was a sycamore tree. One of the beams, one of the beams that, that was going to fall on one of the churches down there, but a sycamore tree caught the beam. It's a sycamore tree in some of the yard down there, this church down there by the World Trade Center. And uh, uh, this, one of the tower beams was stuck in a tree and it protected the church. And I thought about that, the significance of the sycamore tree. But uh, anyway, let's go back. The Bible says, and he, he made haste. So Zacchaeus listened. The reason for this season is for us to listen to God. When Jesus calls, do we listen? Do we listen? God, every year, every year, God reminds us that his son Jesus came. Every year, or Easter time, Resurrection Sunday, we remind people what Jesus did. Every year, man is without excuse. Every year, he made haste. Do we listen? So man, every mankind, every man, boy and girl, is going to be without excuse. When we stand before God, I gave you so many Christmases. I gave you so many Easter's to remind you of my love for you. Zacchaeus listened. Zacchaeus listened when God was calling. You may say, God don't speak to me. He speaks to you through the message of Christmas, through the message of Easter. Throughout the year, God speaks. Do we listen and obey? But anyway, let's move on. The Bible says, uh, uh, make haste. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Joyfully, it's a joy serving God. It's not a grudge. It shouldn't be a grudge. If it's a grudge, something didn't happen quite right. There's a joy that Christ gives. There's a joy unspeakable. Joy to the world. Because why? We were lost. Now we're found. The Bible says in verse 7, he says, when, when, when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with the man that was a sinner. What do you think he came for? Why was they mad? <clears throat> this is a religious crowd. <laughs> they got mad because he came to visit with a sinner. Well, who do you think I came for? That's the whole reason for the season. That's the whole reason why I came. Why? That the sinner could be saved. You and I, that we could be saved. That we could be freed from the, the, the guilt and the shame that we all as sins have committed. Thank God, man. They got mad. The religious crowd got mad. 
because he came to be a guest with the sinner. He was coming to win the sinner. He was coming to win the lost. Amen. Thankfully, this sinner here, Zacchaeus, was willing to receive. Willing to receive. Back to what I was saying about earlier, about how to, you know, you, you present the gospel to people and they reject it. You present the gospel to others. You, you come sideways. You come backwards. You come this way. Come hard. You come soft. You come different ways. Trying to use wisdom how to win people. Just try to live a life in front of people. You know, be a witness for them that they can see true believers in Christ. But you know what? They still reject him. But this man here, he received him. Bible says few would be that if find him. I, my friend and I, if you watch this video, be one of the few that find him. Not everybody's going to follow Christ. Not everybody's going to heaven. Not everybody's going to be saved. But for you and your house, me and my house, let's make sure that we're saved. But anyway, let's get back to it. I got a lot more to cover. <clears throat> the Bible says in verse 8, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, half my goods I will give to the poor. Excuse me. He said, if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I will restore it fourfold. This man, the Bible says he was rich. He said, I'm going to give half my wealth to you, to the kingdom, for the cause. Man, you can't even give people to give half a dollar. <laughs> half a dollar. He said, I'm going to give half my goods to the church. To the, for the kingdom of God. And if I've robbed anybody, I've done anywhere I want, I'm going to pay them back four times. For all your hundred bucks, I'm going to pay you 400. This man, this man really, really was thankful. Money didn't mean anything. His heart and his relationship with God, his being forgiven, knowing that God loved him, man, he said, those on silver and gold, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. The value of your soul the value of your relationship with God, the value of eternal life. Don't exchange it for nothing in this world. He said, I don't care about the money. You can have the money. It didn't satisfy me. I wouldn't be climbing up in this tree if it made me happy. I wouldn't be climbing up in this tree making a fool of myself if, if it didn't make, if it made me happy. The only thing that made him happy was when he finally got in touch with Jesus. Bible says in verse 9, Jesus said to him, this day, Salvation coming to your house. All the things we do to try to make us happy. We can drink up the whole liquor store. Still, man, we can smoke all the dope. We can snort it. We can run the street and go to every club in the city, <clears throat> chase every woman, uh, have sex with every man, woman, boy, girl, whoever it is, whatever floats your boat. Spend all the money, go on all the trips, but it still won't make you happy until you come to Christ. He said, This day, salvation is coming to your home. Or to your house. For as much as you also the son of Abraham. He says for the son of man. is come to seek and save. That which is lost. The reason for the season. Is why because Jesus came to. Uh, save the lost. Jesus came to save. The lost of some. The seeking to save the lost. That was his reason. That was his reason for the season. His reason for the season. I'm trying to share this out real quickly. I need my friends and my loved ones to hear this message as well. Again, so you think about this. The reason for the season. The reason for the season. If, you, if you're if on Facebook, share it out. Share it out with your friends. Text out this link to your friends and your loved ones. Get this message out. The real reason for the season. Jesus is coming again, brother and sister. Dan. Make haste. Make haste to come to Christ. 
Make haste to come to Jesus. Let's move a little more. It's also a reunion with our father. We shared with you before about how we lost out with Adam in the garden. We were separated. God put up a, a separation and a barrier. Before God used to visit with Adam, walking amongst the earth. But now it was lost. Let's go to Galatians 4, 4 through 9. Galatians 4, 4 through 9. Reunion back to our father. Galatians 4, 4 through 9. The Bible says, but when the fullness of time has come, we shared with you before, there was a gap between the Old Testament and New Testament. Some say roughly 400 years. And at the latter part of the Old Testament, you read how Israel just totally rejected God. They say it was false gods. They went after false gods. They went after false things. They didn't want God. They wanted the gods of the other nations. They didn't want to be God. wanted to use them as the ambassadors to evangelize the world. And so because of that, God gave his hand up and said, you know what? Enough is that's a dangerous, dangerous dark time. When God takes his hand off the earth, when God says, you know what, let, let, let them bump their head a few more times. Sometimes that's what we have to do. Sometimes bump our head several times before we get it. And sadly to say, some, many don't still don't get it. They'll bump their head, fall on their face, and still don't get it. But anyway, in the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. So after this gap, he heard the cries we shared with him Sunday morning. Go back and listen to the message about Rachel's cry. Rachel's cry for her children. The fullness of time has come. He sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law. We refer to the Old Testament laws to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. The Bible goes on to say in verse 6, because ye are sons, God has sent forth his spirit, capital S, of his son, capital S, into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, Daddy, Daddy. Daddy, daddy, we call him. Because now, we now have been adopted. We've now been brought in. We're now no longer separated. We've been engrafted. Even for Jew and Gentile tonight. Number 70 was, went on and says, Wherefore thou art no more servant, but a son. We're now a son. The Bible says, and if a son, then an heir. In other words, that's a royal statement. You're an heir of God. Royalties in the building. When you come to Christ, you are now a child of the king. And when you're a child of the king, you have benefits of the king. You're blessed by the king. You can walk around with authority and power because you're a child of the king. Sons and daughters. The Bible says now we heirs to the throne through Christ Jesus. How's it made? Through Christ Jesus. What's the reason for the season? Jesus Christ came to give us authority back. Jesus Christ came to give us our royal seat back. Number 80 went on and says, How be it then, when you knew not God, ye did service unto them which uh, by nature are no gods. Number 9, let's move on. The Bible says, But now after that ye have known God, after you received him and gave him your life, he says, Or rather are known of God, how then shall ye turn again to weak and beggarly elements? Whereunto ye desire to be embodied again. So he did a turn on him. He said, Jesus Christ came to give his life. He gave your life to Christ. You're now an heir to the throne. So why in the world would you want to go back in the sin? After God had all that God had done for Israel, <clears throat> he said, man, I delivered you from Egypt, a part of the Red Sea. I blessed you. I made you a mighty nation. Why in the world don't you trust me? 
in our country today, God has blessed our nation. God has blessed nations around the world. God has sent the son Jesus. God has saved and, and covered us. And why in the world would we go against the word of God now? Saw so today they passing some gay bill, marriage day, marriage bill, or whatever the case may be. Marriage is still between a man and a woman. Why in the world? Don't, don't, we forgot, America has forgotten the God of the Bible. The, the advisors, the prophets, and whoever is advising these politicians, they've forgotten the God. The preachers don't even say nothing no more. Forgotten the God of the Bible. They forgot what happens in Sodom and Gomorrah. Forgot. Why in the world do we go back to the weekend banging out? We're only at, we in, we're inviting darkness. We're inviting sin. We're inviting judgment upon our land. He said, why in the world would you want to go back to the weekend banging out? Why in the world would you want to go back to uh, again, crawling on your knees, begging. And so as I, I went different directions there, but you know what? The weekend begging. So he's telling us, after you come to Christ, why in the world would you want to leave the, the, the palace to go into the pig pen? So it shows us why. Don't go back to the things of this world. The reason for the season is Jesus came to give you power. Before they didn't have any power, before they didn't have the ability to resist temptation, the ability to say no, the ability to, through the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, don't trade that in for the things of this world. The Old Testament law couldn't satisfy is what he was saying. The Old Testament law couldn't do the job. We needed the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us and make us whole through the power of the Holy Ghost. But let's move on. I got, I'm, oh boy, I got more to cover, but I'm going to try to promote this. All right. Um, uh, reason for the season. Reason for the season we're covering. Let's go to John chapter 10. This may be my last one because time is running out. John chapter 10. We'll come back to this next week. Was to show us the way. Another reason for the season for Jesus to show us the way. <clears throat> Number seven, 10, seven. The Bible says, then said Jesus unto them, verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Jesus came to open up a way that we could be saved. The Bible says, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. He said, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Thank God for green pastures and almighty God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He's our sheep, our shepherd. He's the shepherd of the sheep. The reason for the season for him coming is to be our shepherd. So that Psalm 23 can be fulfilled. So now you can really experience it for yourself. That's right. He came. Are we sheep tonight? Or are we goats? We called a few weeks ago. Are we goats? Or are we sheep? Are we rebellious? Or are we followers of Christ? Let's move on. <clears throat> the thief coming not but to steal, to kill and destroy. He said, that's what's going on in our world. The enemy came to do this. He said, but I've come. Why did Jesus come? He said, I've come that, that I might, that they may have life and that more abundantly. The reason for the season is again, he said, I've come that they may have life. God wants to give us life. Jesus came to give us life. Uh, he says, and that more abundantly, far beyond what life is. You say, I'm already, I already have life. I'm alive. No, no, no. He's coming to give you abundant life. It's coming to give you real joy and happiness in, in your soul and your mind. Let's move on a little further. Number 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. 
He came to lead us. The reason for the season is he came to lead us. The Bible says the good shepherd giveth his life for his sheep. What did he come? What's the reason for the season? To give his life for the sheep. For those that will believe. <laughs> the Bible says in verse 12, he that is in hardly nor a false prophet is not, is not the, and not the shepherd whose own sheep are not. Seeing the wolf cometh and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The work of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil. That's a whole other verse there. The Bible says the hardly fleeth because he is a hardly and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd is what you said. The reason for the season is because he came to declare he's the good shepherd. He's the one we should follow. The Bible says and know, and know my sheep and I'm known of mine. Do we know him tonight? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior? Number 15 says, As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Hey, 16, he says, And other sheep I have, <coughs> excuse me, folks, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, that they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold, and one shepherd. Number 17, therefore, does my father love me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No man taketh it from me, he says. He says, but I lay down myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. He was letting him know why he came. The reason for the season. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one more, then I'll close with this. I have to come back to this next week. John 12, 44 through 50. This is the last piece I'm gonna give you. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me believeth not on me. Let me read it again. He Jesus cried and said, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. So Jesus said, hey, you're seeing me, but really it's someone else that you're seeing as well. The Bible says that he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come uh, a light in the world, excuse me, and that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness Jesus came the reason for the season is to get us out of darkness 17 and if any man hear my words and believe not